Thank you for tuning in to WBC TV. Uh, I'm your host, Russ Daddy Lovebo, and uh, I'll be leading tonight our Bible study. Uh, but before we go to our Bible study, we've got some breaking news. Uh, we've got some updates. I just want to remind our parishioners of here at Washington Baptist Church. Uh, this Sunday, June 28th, uh, our worship times will be at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Uh, and also this Sunday night, we will be having a unbelievable, exciting, called conference uh, that you will not want to miss. And uh, we'll be discussing some uh, business, some Baptist business, and, uh, and also be talking about our new uh, moving forward uh, to hire a new children's uh, pastor. So, uh, and that'll be this Sunday um, at six o'clock. Uh, also, just want to uh, let everyone know about our Vacation Bible School this year. Uh, we will have our, our Vacation Bible School this year will be on every Wednesday night from July the 8th to August the 5th. And it will consist of first through fifth grade and it will be from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, it will be held here in our Family Life Center. And so uh, if you're interested in that, you can go to our church website uh, to find out more information about that. All right. And while VBS is taking place, uh, we're going to be having somersault on Wednesday nights for our youth, 6th through 12th grade. If you just finished 5th grade, and you're moving up to sixth grade, uh, you are invited to attend this, or you can attend Vacation Bible School. Uh, so you get to choose whichever you would like to do, uh, but we will be meeting from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. Uh, if weather permits, we will be outside, and uh, we'll have uh, our service outside, and we'll have some tents set up. Uh, we'll have games and worship. Uh, and again, that'll be from July the 8th to August the 5th. And we're call calling it Somersault on Wednesday nights. And, uh, you know, the youth know that we did not get to go uh, to camp this year uh, to Somersault because of COVID-19. Uh, but uh, we're going to have it here on Wednesday nights uh, if the Lord allows. But we will be meeting uh, outside uh, if weather uh, permits for that. Uh, also, I just want to remind everyone uh, that we are going to be getting back to Sunday school starting July the 12th, and uh, we'll have more information uh, to come for that, okay? Uh, so, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and as you can see, this is my title of my Bible study tonight. And I'll explain uh, when we get done with prayer and as we get into uh, God's Word. But Lord, we just want to thank you for this day and thank you for uh, our church. Thank you for being our provider and our protector. Thank you for being our healer. God, we know that there's many people in our congregation who are sick. And uh, so, God, we just pray that, God, that they'll experience you as their healer and their provider. And God, meet their provisions. And God, just draw us all closer to you. Uh, God, tonight we want to thank you for the cross. We want to thank you for Jesus Christ coming and uh, dying on the cross for our sins and taking our place. 
And uh, Lord, we love you so much, and uh, we just thank you for being so good to us. Uh, God, I pray you would speak to us, show us uh, who we are, and what you would have us to do according to the word. And I pray and ask all these things in your name. Amen. All right. If you can look at this. Now, some of our students know what this means because I did this lesson a few Sunday mornings ago with our students. Uh, but uh, this is an acronym, and I will explain here in a few minutes uh, what that means. But before I do, I'm going to show you a picture of something. And uh, I want you to tell me or... If you're watching this with your family, uh, tell your family what this is and how do you know what this is a picture of and what is their job? What is their responsibility? So tell me who this person is and what their responsibility is. All right. And we're going to go through a few uh, pictures. All right. Here's the first one. As you can see, I'll give you a few seconds to, to guess. And if you guess police officer, you are correct, all right? Now, how did we know that was a police officer? Well, uh, he's got his uniform on, all right? And we can easily identify uh, our awesome police officers. Uh, and I just want to take a second to thank all the police officers. Uh, we have uh, some in our church, and uh, we are so blessed to have y'all. And we are thankful for y'all. We have them in our community. We have them here on our campus this morning, uh, protecting our, I mean, this evening, protecting, uh, never mind. Uh, this is Wednesday night, so they're not here. <laughs> uh, but uh, they are here on Sunday mornings, protecting our campus and protecting uh, the people here. And so, man, we're, we're just so thankful. Thank you. Y'all put your lives on the line every time uh, you go out. So, the responsibility of a police officer is to protect, uh, to serve, uh, to catch criminals, to catch bad guys. And so we are so thankful uh, that y'all uh, do that. All right, here's the next one. Give you a few seconds. And this is a picture of a firefighter. How do we know it's a firefighter? Well, we see the fire truck behind him, and we also see his protective gear that he has on or she has on uh, as they are entering a burning house or burning building. All right, what is their responsibility? Where firefighters have many responsibilities. Uh, they are first responders. Uh, a lot of times they are the first ones to arrive on a scene of an accident, and so they are administrating uh First aid, they're administrating uh, and helping with, uh, I'm not sure the proper term, but uh, I, I call it first aid and, you know, just everything that happens in a, in a wreck. But also, not only that, uh, they save people from fires. They put out fires. And, uh, again, they put their lives on the line every single day. And we're so thankful we have many firefighters in our congregation and uh, we are so thankful for our firefighters, and thank you for all that you do. All right, so the, the next picture. All right, give you a few seconds to guess who these people are. All right, it is my guess uh, that we have two doctors uh, in the white coats. Uh, we have a nurse uh, who is the female 
in the middle of the two doctors. And then on the end over there, I would guess that he was a surgeon, so another doctor. Uh, and they, and again, we have doctors and nurses in our congregation, and we're so thankful for y'all, especially during this season, and not just this season, every every day. And uh, we're so blessed and thankful that God has raised you up along with our police fire, police officers and our firefighters. So thank you guys so much. And their responsibility is uh, to uh, provide health care and take care of people in the hospital and figure out what's going on and figure out the right kind of medicines. And for surgeons, if uh, there's something in our body that shouldn't be in our body, uh, they have the skills and the ability and the education to go into our body and take things out uh, and then put stuff in that needs to go in. And so we're thankful for our health care providers. All right, this next picture, give you a few seconds to guess what this is. And this is a soldier, a United States uh, soldier. And we're so thankful for our uh, U.S. military from our Coast Guards to our Air Force to our seamen, our Navy, our, the, the men and women in the Navy, uh, our Marines, our Army, our National Guards, uh, SpaceX. Uh, I don't think I left anybody out, and if I did, I apologize, but uh, we're so thankful for our uni United States uh, uh, military. And no matter what uh, branch you are involved in, uh, we thank you for your sacrifice and your service. And again, uh, a soldier. How do we know this is a soldier? Well, his uniform. And he's carrying a, uh, a nice gun. And also, his responsibility is to protect, to fight for what is right, and uh, to protect our country, and to do whatever uh, those in command tell him, tell the soldier uh, to do, to act upon it. And so we're thankful for that. All right, our next picture. Give you a few seconds to guess who this is and what this is. All right, and if you guessed uh, Billy Graham, you are correct. And if you guessed, or maybe you said a preacher, maybe you didn't know who what Billy Graham looked like. But uh, I like this picture because uh, Billy Graham's got a good pointing finger, and he's got the Bible. All right, and that's what preachers do. Preachers preach the word of God and say, thus saith the Lord. And uh, so we're so blessed for the ministry of Billy Graham and, um, and how his son, uh, his first name just left me, he's continuing this ministry on. And uh, I know his grandson's Will Graham, and I cannot think of his son's name, but y'all know who it is. Uh, but a preacher, what is his, how did we guess this was a preacher? Well, because of his pointing finger, but also because of the Bible he's holding in his hand and proclaiming. And a preacher's responsibility is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. All right, here's the next picture. It's a group of people. And I actually, on this one, I don't expect any of you to know any of who these people are. Some of you may notice Maybe Beth Moore and Lecrae and Matt Chandler. Maybe Carrie Joby is right there in the middle also. Uh, but I just Googled, what does a Christian look like? And this is what popped up on Google Images. This was a group of Christian leaders in our country. And uh, what is the responsibility of a Christian? What is the identity of a Christian? Uh, and that's what we're going to 
talk about tonight. Can you, like the other people, like the soldiers, the police officers, uh, the firefighters, we could tell, what, we could identify them by their uniform and by what they were wearing. Uh, how can we identify a Christian? Well, it's really more than what we wear. It's our hearts. and our, But our fruit that uh, we live out and display, people will be able to tell the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, we're going to look. Oh, yeah, I got one more. And I'll give you a few seconds to guess who this is. And if you guess the devil, uh, you are correct. Now, the devil really doesn't look like this. If he really looked like this, he came up on into our life, we would say, hey, stay away from that. Uh, but the Bible actually describes uh, the devil as an angel of the light. Uh, he is beautiful, but he's really a evil person. And he makes things that are bad, make, he makes them look good. And this is what the Bible, how the Bible describes uh, the devil. In John 10, 10, he says, he's a thief and he only comes to steal, to kill and destroy. And so that's what Satan's job is, to steal, kill and destroy. Here's another uh, descriptive verse of our enemy, our adversary, uh, Satan, the devil, Lucifer, whatever title you want to give him. Uh, he is like a roaring lion. And he's wanting to destroy you uh, because you are a creation of God. God's got his fingerprint on you. You are made in the image of God, and he wants to devour you. I heard one preacher say the reason this verse says he's only a roaring lion is because Jesus knocked his teeth out on the cross. I like that. All right, so throughout the Bible, uh, God gives his children, God gives his followers, Jesus gives his disciples uh, descriptive uh, analogies of who they are and what, because of who they are, what they are to do. Just like those pictures we looked at, a soldier, who he is and what's his responsibility. As Christians, who we are is very important. And the Bible tells us who we are. But also, who we are also determines what we do. Okay? And so we're going to look at a few right now. So in John 10, Jesus describes his disciples or his followers as being sheep. Now, only Jesus could get away with this because sheep are dumb. Sheep have no sense of direction. They are directionless. And sheep also are defenseless. They can't fight for themselves. All right, so it's kind of like he's putting us down in a way, but he says that he's the shepherd. And so when, if he describes us as sheep and he's the shepherd, we have a job to do. And that's to stay near the shepherd. That's to listen to the shepherd. Uh, in John 10, it says that he is the shepherd and his sheep know his voice. So as sheep, as followers of Jesus, we have got to get to know the voice of God. And the only way we can do that is we have got to get into the word. And, we, and, the, and the more we get into the word, the closer we stay to the shepherd, uh, we find our direction, even though we are directionless. Uh, we have protection, even though we're defenseless. All right, And we get our wisdom from the word of God, even though sheep 
are very, very dumb. We get our wisdom from Jesus. All right? Here's another term that Jesus calls us. And I'm like, Jesus, if this wasn't you, we would be going at it. All right? Uh, he calls us a branch. Now, who in the world is going to call someone a branch? Now, in this, in John 15, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. All right? And again, only Jesus could get away with calling us branches. What's the job of a branch? To stay connected to the vine. To stay connected to the tree. All right? And if we're abiding, if we're staying connected to Jesus, then we are going to grow. We're going to grow fruit. We're going to display fruit. And fruit is for other people. All right? It's, it's, it, we use it as an influence. All right? We use it to bless other people. All right? Here's the third thing that Jesus describes us as, and that is a fisher of men. In Matthew 4, 19, uh, the scripture says, Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. So what's our responsibility? If we want to be a fisher of men, we've got to come. We've got to follow. And then he will make us. It's his job. It's his role. But he will make us fisher of men. So two more descriptions that uh, he describes us as is salt. And I don't know about y'all, but I love salt on my french fries. It adds a flavor. And that's what we use salt uh, for, to add that flavor. And as Christians, that's what we're called to do is add flavor to this flavorless world that we're living in. All right? So we're, we become attractive. Salt also makes people thirsty. So we're, the way we're living our lives, it, it's, it's attractive. It's appealing. And it, it, people see it. And it causes them to thirst for what we have. They see us going through trials. And, and they see us that we're able to go through storms. Uh, not like the people who are living in this world. Uh, but they see our strength. They see our perseverance. They see our maturity. And it makes them thirst for what we have. And we're able to tell them uh, the only way we're able to live this way is through Jesus Christ. Jesus living in us. All right? Salt also was used back in the old days, in the Bible days, uh, as to preserve meat. And so we're kind of, uh, one lesson we can get from that is the way we live our life, we live it with moral integrity. And so we're, we're living in a decaying world when it comes to morals and, and integrity, but we're the salt and we keep this world, we're preventing the world from 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 getting decayed like a cavity in our teeth, all right? And, and then another description is light, all right? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And so we're here to, to light up this world, to shine uh, for the glory of God. Uh, I want to share this verse with you, Proverbs 11.30. It says this, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Now, I want you to think about that. Uh, a righteous person is a man who is right with God, all right? That fruit is a blessing to others. So it's, it's a picture of a man who is right with God, and because he's right with God, he's living right, and because he's living right, he's a blessing to others. The second part of this verse says, and whoever wins souls is wise. And so this, this, this person is a person of a, of a righteous man, and his main business, because he's a righteous man, 
who is right with God. He's bringing others to know Him and to walk with Him. That's His main business. He wants to tell others about Jesus and He wants other people to walk with Jesus. And so that's the, that's the description. So that's our identity. Uh, are we righteous? Now, the only way we can be righteous is by God making us righteous through salvation of his son, Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, that tree of life. Uh, go back to this. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. It reminds me of Psalms 1. And I want to read that. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. So here's another identity and a responsibility. Uh, if we're blessed because we've been saved, we should not listen to the counsel of the wicked. Y'all, there are, uh, the counsel of the wicked is everywhere out there in mainstream media. Uh, and what we need, we get our counsel from the Word of God. Nor stands in the way of sinners. We're not out there standing with sinners. We're not out there standing for what they're standing for. Uh, most of the things they're standing for, uh, they're standing for things that come with a reprobate mind. Uh, just crazy stuff, all right? We're standing for what God's Word says, all right? And not only don't we stand with the sinners, we not, we, nor do we sit in the seat of the scoffers, all right? But our delight is in the law of the Lord, the Word of God. And in His law, we meditate on it day and night. I think about uh, Romans 12, uh, do not be, don't conform to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Verse 3 says this, he is like a tree. Here's that tree of life. Uh, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. This man is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season. Here's that fruit in Proverbs 11:30, And the leaf does not weather. And all that he does, he prospers. So, what does this mean? The title of my sermon. What is the acronym for this? All right? I kind of, I just forgot it. I won't have to look at it. <laughs> all right, here we go. What's true about you is what God says about you. What's true about you is what God says about you. All right? Live out the way God sees you. Live out the way God sees you. So the world's telling you one thing, but what's true about you is what God says about you. You are made in the image of God. You are a masterpiece. You are a work of art. You are workmanship that He has created to do good works. All right, and so we're to live out. Live out the way God sees you. He sees you as a sheep, then live that out. Stay connected to him. Know his voice, the shepherd's voice. Depend on him for protection, for direction, for wisdom. If he sees you as a branch, stay, stay connected to him so you can produce fruit. If he sees you as a fisher of men, follow him. Come and follow him so he will make you a fisher of men. All right, if he sees you as salt, be that flavor. Be that, that, that preservative that prevents moral decay. All right, stand up for what is right. If he sees you as the light of the world, be that light. Shine that light into darkness. Live out the way God sees you. 
And I want to close with this. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece. We are his work of art. And that he has created in Christ Jesus for good works. That's what we were created to do. That's our responsibility. That is our identity that is tied to our responsibility. Good works. Because our good works bring glory to Jesus, which God has prepared before him that we should walk in them. Philippians 2, 14 and 16 says this, Do all things without grumbling and complaining that you may be blameless. Think about that. The way God sees you as a child of God is blameless. Live it out. He sees you as innocent children. That means pure, holy. Live it out. Without blemish, pure, blameless, forgiven. Live like you've been forgiven. Live it out. Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. All right, I couldn't say it better myself, all right, than the Apostle Paul. Y'all, we're living in a crooked, a twisted generation, and we have got to shine our lights in this world. Holding fast to the word of life, we cling to this book right here, the Bible, and we live it out so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. I want to thank you for tuning in to WBC TV. And until next time, stay thirsty for the word, my friends. I'll see you next time. God bless.